0: You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. This week we have a special guest speaker, Bradford Williamson. Oh, this is a privilege. Everybody on your feet, if you don't mind. And raise your hands, because we're fixing to receive from the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Lord, thank you for this time. Father, we open up our minds, our hearts, and our spirits to receive from you. Father, I don't want anything to come out of me that's from me, but I want to flow with you. It's not by might, it's not by by my power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Father, I ask you to flow with me and connect my spirit to their spirits, Father, and reach them, Father. Touch them. Encourage them, build them up, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the anointing over this message. Amen. Amen. I want to start this off by saying there's a there's a little uh little thing that my wife always does. She when when we first started dating, she was <laughs> sorry y'all. She peeks at me because I cry all the time. Uh, she was she was so attractive to me Because she came up with little stupid sayings all the time And one of the stupid sayings was And I'm going to read it because I misquoted I get my tongue tied But one of them was The game is sold and not told But I'm going to give it to you for free and, uh, and and she's always told the kids that When they were dealing with little girls little, What I call little hoochies That they didn't even be messing with Tell them how to get away from them and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm going to break this down a little bit. Um, The title of this message that I have is, and the Lord has just been pouring it on my heart for, I mean, a while. So, it's like, I hope I don't feed y'all with a fire hose and it's just a small trip, but bottling up everything I got in me and sharing it and narrowing it down is going to be tough. But... The title of the message is called My Jesus. Y'all know, and and it's funny because even though I was in the church, um, I was a little bit nervous about even calling out the name of Jesus when I was younger. I I just thought I just wasn't, I was inadequate. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just thought that Jesus is a little bit too much to be saying. So I talked to God and my father and all this kind of stuff, but I just didn't say Jesus. But the title of this is My Jesus, and you know, it's this is my perspective and what I needed and what, how God reached me because I didn't grow up real pretty. So it's what I, and, and for 2,000 years or more, people have been trying to describe God, right? Everybody understand that? Everybody been trying to describe God, but like Connor was saying in that song, he's undescribable he's omnipotent he's not omniscient there's no limits to him you know so it's kind of hard to describe but but i'm gonna break it down i'm gonna try my best to describe my jesus and you make it applicable to your life but i want to start off by saying that the church in my opinion the church as misrepresented what misrepresented what Christianity is really all about. Jesus would not be um, what most people think he would be if he was here on earth right now. Um, I'm going to refer back to my notes just to keep me on track, but I don't really like doing it because it's all in my heart. Today I'm gonna I'm gonna kick over some sacred cows. There's some there's some things that we have believed that are, that are myths about Jesus. There are some things that we grew up seeing and we thought, man, that's that's how you be godly. That's a Christian, but I'm here to tell you that that ain't really how I looked at it. There's a couple of things I want to tell you about. When I was, some things that I look at when I'm when I'm referring to a Christian, I, Christians aren't these gentle, soft, pitiful, suffering people. I don't know if y'all agree with me on that, but that's a good opportunity for you to say amen because that right there, the worst thing you want is somebody soft that gets run over. Um, and a lot of times if you're tough natured and you're a manly guy or you're masculine or or even if you even if you're a mama like my mama that I say hey can you give me that fork she say you got legs. Or playing football said, hit them harder and they hit you and you, and you won't hurt, you know, stuff like that. So, so people have referred to those type of personalities as not being godly. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that I, I know that that is not the God that I know. That is not the Jesus that I know. Um, I think that the word clearly defines that we are supposed to be a defender to those that cannot defend themselves. Can I get an amen as loud as you scream? Now y'all are talking. I think that Jesus, we we you know we're told we we get these little wristbands that say what would Jesus do, right? And then we're taught this stuff like turn the other cheek. Everybody with me now? Y'all come on now. It's a a sacred cow now. Turn the other cheek, right? Okay, well, a man, a man gets offended. It might be the right thing to do to turn the other cheek. It might be the right thing to do in certain situations. That might be the bigger man to walk away. But if D is standing there and somebody's picking at her, It ain't my job to turn the other cheek, folks. And I know her son ain't going to turn the other cheek. And I think that Jesus is just like that. Can I get an amen? So this little theory came. I'm going to build this for you. This little theory came because we... When the Puritans and all these people traveled over here, they were getting away from the Orthodox Church to come to the United States. And they were starting a new, you know, we're going to be free. And they built the Constitution on all that. And we're going to believe God the way we believe God. And some, some of that stuff got carried over with them. That we're supposed to act right. And, and so a couple of those things is like, have anybody ever heard of the, I, I say the Beatitudes? Y'all ever heard of that? If you've heard of the Beatitudes, you really good Christian folks. Because Matthew 5, is it Matthew 5? Yeah, Matthew 5, 3 through 16 says, now listen closely. It says, Blessed are the pure in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake. I can't read that, hot rod, sorry. Blessed are, the pure, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the peacemakers. By the way, peace is destroy, destroying chaos. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are those who, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. These are truths, but it's out of context with most Christians. Blessed are me because I'm pitiful. Blessed are me because you hurt my feelings. Blessed blessed am I if I'm poor. If if you're poor, he's blessed. He's going to be blessed in heaven. He's going to have mansions in heaven because he was poor here on earth. Blessed are the people who mourn. Blessed are these crybabies. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 it's a sacred cow. you got to understand that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm a crybaby. So I, I have the right to say that, you know. <laughs> but what I am saying is the church has evolved into thinking that we are supposed to be these and and don't get me wrong, humility is good. We are supposed to be these run down, sad, pitiful, take anything off of anybody, people. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So have y'all ever seen those uh those little floor mats that when you walk into somebody's house, you go to the back door. It says, back door guest or best. When you go into somebody's back door, you're welcome to go in that refrigerator probably. So so we're family. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be transparent, and I'm going to be real with you. Um. Growing up, I didn't really meet the requirements of being a Christian. My family, we went to church once a month, maybe. Sat on the back row, got out of there before anybody saw us, got in there after everybody was there, got drunk every weekend, rolled people's houses, did a few drugs. That wasn't me. That was, my, that was my family. And I'm not saying that I'm above that. I'm just saying that that's how I, was, I grew up. I don't know if anybody knows what the mansion is. It's long gone now, but I grew up at the bars of the mansion. <laughs> so it's just a different ballgame for me. I need to have a different Jesus. I can remember, and I mentioned this before, I can remember um, my mama being in a ditch. And I called, uh, I called my mom. I mean, I, I called on Jesus that day. That's one thing about a mom. Woo! She taught me how to pray. Maybe she was drunk as a bicycle. Maybe she was high. Maybe she was fantastic. But she taught me how to pray. And on that day, I needed a real Jesus. I needed a strong Jesus. I needed a Jesus that could find me wherever I was at. Can I get an amen? Amen. In Luke 5.31, it says, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He'd welcome and befriend the sinner and not avoid them. Paul said, I become all things so that I might win some. In Mark two fifteen, it says, Jesus ate with the tax collectors and sinners. There were many people of this kind who followed him. My kind. My Jesus. The Jesus that will meet me wherever I'm at. Can I get a holler? Amen. My Jesus is not soft, my Jesus is not biased. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my Jesus. And I might step out a little bit and say a few things outside of it. But here's a couple of simple, simple terms about my Jesus. He is my friend. I can remember, Dion, you know, I'm not perfect. You know that. I got got wild hairs that grow from my ear. My wife said, you can't leave the house without holes in your underwear. I probably got a hole in my underwear once in a while. He is my friend. How many of y'all have done something bad with your friend and you said, hey man, don't say nothing now. Hey, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody asks you, oh, you don't know nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've had some prayers to Jesus, boy. Justin, huh? You ever had one? I've had some prayers to Jesus. And I said, Lord, cover me. Your word says perfect love covers all of my sin. Lord, I've screwed up. Cover me, Lord. Cover me, and he did. He's my friend. He's my savior. He's my healer. I don't care what nobody tells you. I don't care what nobody tells you now. I don't care what nobody tells you. I'm living proof of that. Cancer is just a name, babies. I don't care what nobody tells you. I've seen I've laid hands on my kids with COVID and seen it disappear. I've laid hands on my my cousin with a hurt knee and see it heal up. I've had my hand laid hands on myself, couldn't walk and turn around and walk. I know he's my healer. You ain't got to convince me, and I don't care what you gotta say. He's my healer. By his stripes, we are healed. That's not past tense. He's my provider, huh? I know some of y'all got it made. Randy Malone got it made. I know that, but no, I'm just kidding, Randy. I just kidding. <laughs> That's the hardest work man in show business. He got James Brown beat. Now, he is my provider. I had four kids, 30 years old, walking into my cabinet. There's nothing in the cabinet. I said, Lord. How many of y'all would look back over your life and say, how in the world, i make it through that. Can I get an amen? He's my provider. He's my advocate. He's that lawyer that defends me when I'm nowhere around. He's my comforter. He's my peace. He's my protector. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He's my guide. He's my counselor. He's my shepherd. This was big for me. He's my father. He's my father. God has always been there for me emotionally, physically, financially. And spiritually. That's my God. That is my God. I'm here to tell you. You can ask him. You can talk to him. You can pray for him. You can stand on the word and say, God, this is what you said. My wife has done that a few times, and I and I thought, Oh, it's gonna happen now. She said now God, wait, wait a minute. This you said I was the head and not the tail. Are y'all with me? Yes. Revelation 22, I think it's 14 says Jesus Is the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. We got this new term out. That's an Alpha male. That's an Alpha female. The Alpha is that top dog. When he walks in the room, everybody knows it. He draws all men. He says something and it carries authority. Jesus was an alpha. Not the soft guy that put up with everything. Not the soft guy that will let you get run over and stand there and look the other way and tell you to act right. Not that guy. The guy who will meet you when you've made more mistakes for your children. When you've hurt your family. When you've been in jail the last five years. When you need healing and can nobody else do anything for you because they said it's terminal. He's the alpha. We'll give you a couple examples in the word so that Y'all can do a fact check on me. So you don't think I'm, well, I don't really care if you. T- I'm kicking over a sacred cow. I've not told you I'm doing it. And we're going in the back door, right? So I can get in the refrigerator. I'm going to make reference to do it to a few. We're, we're supposed to walk bold as lions. We're supposed to be wise as serpents and gentle as, as gentle as doves. We're supposed to walk, walk by faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith comes by hearing the word and it is impossible to please God without faith. Jesus looked at Peter on the boat and said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been deep sea fishing. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen commercial fishermen. I don't know if any of y'all have ever even looked at deadliest catch. That's a rough bunch. That's a bunch that's not going to take no junk off of you. They're not going to take junk off of you. And Jesus looked at him and said, come and follow me. And that joker said, yes, sir. That's an alpha. That's an alpha. Judas, it had been prophesied that Jesus was going to the cross. And Judas was about to betray him or did betray him. And they carried him before the king. Or excuse me. The, 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 the soldiers were there. And said I'm looking for whoever. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus looked at him dead in the face. And said I am he. That ain't no pump folks. He knew. What was going on. He knew. That he fixing to beat the brakes off of him. He knew. He was fixing to bleed. He knew. They were gonna pierce him in the side. He knew he had grown up in an environment where they would hang you from a cross by nailing you hands and feet. I am he. I'm not backing down, boys. Kick that sacred cow, slap out the bill. Can I get a amen? He did not run and hide. John 2.15. I'm going to read it from here if you put it up there. John 2.15 says, So he made a whip out of ropes, chased them all out of the temple courts, drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money on the floor, and turned over their tables. It's okay. That's all right. You can cheat everybody. We're not going to say anything. That's proper. No, sir. Can I get an amen? No, sir. He ain't putting up with no junk. That is your daddy. That is your king. That's the line of Judah. Judah. I got some folks bowing up in here. This is precious to my heart. The story of the prostitute. That's so precious to my heart. She had got caught in bed with somebody. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, the good folks, the good Christians, the folks that did all the law right. They bowed at the right time. They shaved right. No tattoos, them, Tucked their shirt in. They did everything right. Jesus was preaching and the people had gathered God wanted to make a... He wanted to set a table. What? And where? He wanted to set a table in the presence of who? My enemies. Probably caught him with one of the dudes that brought her up there. Brought her before him. And these were the elite. These were the financially elite Spiritually elite, brought him up before him and said Trying to check Jesus, ask him, What are you gonna do about this? And to paraphrase, he said, wrote in the dirt, started writing their sins down, and said, Ye eat whichever one without sin, cast the first stone. That's an alpha. That is what The Alpha. Amen to you. I'm building this thing. Jesus was in a church-like setting or whatever, house, barn, whatever it was. I don't really remember exactly what, what it refers to. But I know that there was a man that got brought up there by his friends To get healed. And they couldn't get in the door. So they got a ladder, whatever, got on the roof, cut the roof open. These are some punks now. They got on the ladder, crawled up on top of the roof, let a grown man down, probably weighs whatever, 200 pounds, and dropped him down on the ground. Rolled him down, arm in arm, to get healed. Jesus was an alpha. He was not soft. And he healed them. And I can't remember if I'm referring to this right, but I believe that was on the Sabbath also. Which breaks all the rules. But that doesn't matter. He's not bound by time. Absolutely. He is not bound by time. Honey, let me tell you, You might think your time is running out. It ain't running out. You might think you're late. He ain't occupied by late, baby. You might think it's over. I'm telling you right now, it ain't. It ain't over to the fact that he's saying. He said, Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. He calls the shots. He is the man. Can I get an amen? Amen. God says we have the victory. God says by his stripes we are healed. Don't back up. Don't nobody back up. Don't back up and get scared now. Get on that water. Jesus ain't sitting there telling you, oh, it's okay, baby. No, that ain't him. He is going to push you forward. He's going to stretch your faith. He's going to build you up. He's going to take you where you can't go by yourself. When you feel like you're weak, what does it say? When I am weak, he is Amen. You know, I can't walk away. I can't never get away from this. I can never get away from it. Every message, every time I talk to somebody, I can't get away from it. I love the ocean. I love the ocean. God speaks to me just like he's speaking to this message right here. He speaks to me every time I go to that ocean. And I look. I like doing it at night and in the day on the shore people have this obse- people have this assumption that we're supposed to suffer like I started us off with I am sorry I'm fixing to kick this thing slap out the room that is not the plan of God you're not supposed to take it and say, and smile about it that is not the will of God if it was the will of God, he would have built a little old bitty ocean. He'd have put one star in the sky. There'll be one person on earth. The main thing he said when he first started this thing would be fruitful and multiply. He wanted it to be the most. He is the God of more than enough, He's the El Shaddai. We don't have enough water in the ocean to fill up one swimming pool for Zach Young. We have enough water in the ocean to fill up everybody's swimming pool day after day after day after day after day after day after day. day. There's more than enough. And we're worried about money. We are worried about money. He made money. He can change your life overnight. George Washington Carver, come on, the dude didn't have no education, man. They called him in a room and said, hey man, what do you, what, how do you come up with these ideas? How do you come up with these ideas? Henry Foles won't offer him six-figure income in the 1920s. How do you come up with these ideas? He said, I go to this special place. I go to this quiet place. Wait a minute now, y'all listen close. This is going to be good stuff. Y'all hold on to your chill bump. He said, I go to my quiet place. He said, I go to my quiet place. They said, what are you carrying there with you? He said, my Bible. He said, the Bible don't have nothing to do about peanuts in the Bible. He said, no. But the man who created the peanuts is all in the Bible. Hallelujah. Uneducated. Henry Ford wanted to have him hire him. That's the top man in the... Hey, Black Forge, let's go. That's the top man in the world. He he was Elon Musk at that time. He wanted him to come hire him. He said, no. I'm called to Tuskegee. That ain't where God wants me. He wants me at Tuskegee. He's the God of more than enough. Everything you need is already in you, baby. You seek God. He will give you ideas, inventions, imaginations, put you in the right place at the right time. The steps of the righteous man are ordered of the Lord. We ain't righteous by our own good. We're not righteous by our own good. We're righteous because he died on the cross for us. He died specifically. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That don't necessarily mean rich or living in a mansion or whatever, but it means good life. To be able to bless the whole church with stakes. D? I am telling y'all, he is good. He is faithful. He loves us with everything we got. I don't care what situation we're in. I don't care if we screwed up last night. I don't care if we screw up tomorrow. I don't care what the situation is. He will meet you right where you are. I'm going to give you some scripture to back that one up too. John 10.10, I know you ain't heard me say this one before. John 10.10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came, my purpose, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh Lord Jesus, you are good. The good news is that if we learn in context the word and obey it, our lives will change. Not these myths. Not these sacred cows that we went around believing. Supposed to be poor and sad and sick. Uh Uh-uh. Jesus is alive and well. I got to say this. I got to say this. Sacred cow, y'all. I got to say this. Jesus didn't look like Matthew McConaughey. I'm sorry. I know he's pretty. He didn't look like Matthew McConaughey. This is where you're gonna you gonna you're gonna rear up. Jesus was Middle Eastern. He looked similar to a guy like Osama bin Laden. Y'all wanna know the truth, man? That's the truth, Doc. That's the truth. He didn't come in here like a movie star. He's a warrior. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He will fight for you. Women, he will defend you when there ain't nobody there to defend you. You ain't got to put them size 14 boots on the front steps when there's nobody at home. He will defend you. Young boys, you ain't got no daddy. Ho <laughs> ho. It'll be your daddy. Trust me. Trust me on that. Trust me. You don't know where that meal's coming from. You don't know where your finances are coming from. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. God supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Put the word on it stand on it. Listen to what he's got to say. He is a good father. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. The Bible says that the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and are safe. This isn't a weak God but a powerful infinite Omnipotent, omnipresent, unlimited God. The good news is and this is strange. I didn't. I didn't tell Connor what to put on the music. Right. The good news is that Jesus is for us, just like that song. I like to come out of my pants, man. I'd like to jump slap out of my pants. The good news is that Jesus is for us. We're supposed to preach and teach the good news. The good news is not that I'm poor, sad, pitiful. That ain't good news to nobody. Come on, D. That is not good news to nobody. The good news is I am who I say I am. I am the great I am. That's the good news. I am your healer. Our God will save us from our mistakes. He is so perfect. This is hard to grasp. He is so perfect. Please be with me. He is so perfect that He can perfect what we messed up. No matter how bad we mess something up, he can make it and turn it in to make it work out for the better and good. The Bible says, what the devil meant for bad, he'll turn to good. I had thrown a ton of scripture on y'all, y'all. I'm sorry, I hope it ain't a fire hose. The good news is that when Jesus died, and rose again he spoke to his disciples and those he saw and they were scared he said don't be afraid don't be afraid because it's better that I leave because when I leave a comforter will come to you we hear all this commercialized stuff about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Christ means, it's not his last name. It's not Jesus' last name. It means that Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. The anointing breaks every yoke in our lives. The anointing destroys every yoke in our life. Physical, financial, emotional, spiritual. The yoke destroys that. The anointing destroys that yoke over our lives. We have the power to overcome anything in our lives. We have the power to overcome anything in our lives. And like Ben said the other day, a lot of times I find myself trying to become closer and closer to the Holy Spirit. I pray in the Spirit probably, I'm not going to say that, but I, I pray in the Spirit a lot. And I can tell you that He gives me ideas. He gives me answers to the mysteries in my life. He guides and directs my steps. He gives me peace when there's a turmoil going on around me. Because every one of us, I don't care what your checking account looks like. I don't care what kind of job you have, what kind of business you have. I don't care any of that. Everybody has stuff. I heard an old story one time. Said, said, uh, would you swap this? But your 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 paper bag full of troubles with somebody else's paper bag full of troubles no because you don't know what they're dealing with I just deal with what I can see what I know Jesus said we will face trials and hardships but be of good cheer I have overcome the world amen amen if you're single, he'll take care of you. He'll be with you. He'll comfort you. He'll protect you. He'll provide for you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. Let me throw this in there. We are his bride. I'm going to tell y'all a little something about that. It, This is a little bit of me now. But I I always thought that I didn't fit the mold. I was always corrected because I was loud. I was emotional. I was boisterous. I was extra. We are the bride of Christ. The other day, I'm at my son's ball game, and we're we're cheering, and um, some lady comes around the corner, and she says, "Y'all are throwing rocks at the kids in the dugout." We were on the visiting team dugout. I said, "No, ma'am, we're not throwing rocks. We're all grown people right here." My wife comes around the corner. And she just kind of times it out, not intentionally. She comes around the corner. And she said something to the lady about, they're not throwing rocks. And the lady smarted off and grabbed some rocks off the ground and threw them over there towards her. Exactly. Exactly. And if y'all don't know me, that that don't go over well. That is my bride. Facts. Facts, Tyler. That is my bride. You don't mess with my bride. We are his bride. He ain't soft. He wants the best for us. I don't care what situation you are in. I don't care what mistakes you have made. He is our Redeemer. He is a good, good father. He is perfect. He is infinite. That is my Jesus. That is my Jesus. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, You can message us at prayer at IamCatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.